0: Hey, Anthony, it's that time again.
1: To find out who was the best Chris?
0: Yeah, yeah, wait, no. No, not at all. Then what? It's time to make the podcast.
1: Oh, oh Oh. yeah, that thing. Once again, we have reached that time of the week.
0: Time to dive into the movies we love and the movies we wish we could forget. Hitting them against each other to receive praise
1: uh, or hatred. Based on a scale of our choosing. So let's jump into it. This is the Double Feature Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Double Feature Versus. I am Anthony.
0: I am Brad.
1: Yeah, that um that guy over there is Brad. And uh today we are discussing uh Two character-driven dramas. Um, is this the first one we've done of this, or is this like number two?
0: Th- this is the second character-driven drama episode. Okay. All right, so
1: today we're doing um, Nicholas Whiting Reference Drive versus Joe Carnahan's The Grey. Uh, wow, this is a close one
0: looks like I, a, I was gonna say did did you want to go chronological on this one because these are like we picked two movies from 2011 here
1: i mean you know we usually don't do chronological around here but we can we can start today um drive came out first because uh gray came out in january of 2012 and drive came out september twenty september 16th of 2011 unless we're counting festival days for each of these movies which i don't think we are right
0: no So that would make uh, Drive the earlier movie chronologically. All right.
1: Start off with Drive. Um, Full disclosure, man. I'm going to be very biased here. I love this movie. Uh, I got to say, best movies of all time. It's probably in my top 10 or top 15.
0: I I know you've mentioned it a lot before.
1: (laughs) Man, this is the film that, you know, I never saw Laws and the Real Girl before this, so you got to forgive me, but... Up until this film, I never saw the notebook. I always thought Ryan Gosling, I said, Oh, okay, he's he's eye candy for the screen. I understand why he's he's famous. This film proved to me like, oh no, no, this guy has the acting goods. Yeah. Like this movie, you know, this is um this movie kind of changed the way I look at cinema too. Like, like like specifically drama thriller. And how this movie is like so odd and unusual, but so gorgeous at the same time. Like it has a specific '80s throwback style to it, you know. And uh, yeah, man, this movie just changed how I feel. How I felt about cinema when I first saw it. But uh, let me let me start this off. So, Drive. Uh, Ryan Gosling. He uh, he is a Hollywood stunt driver uh, by day and um, a uh, a hired getaway driver by night. Ah, uh, we never really learned his name. We just know him as Driver throughout the film. But uh, anyway, so the story goes, he um, you know, he he's he's a little to himself. He's a uh, like Tony Soprano would say, he's the strong, silent type. Um, you know, he stays to himself in his apartment. He has a friend played by uh, Brian Cranston, kind of like a father figure to him. That uh, sets him up with little jobs, whether it be stunt jobs by day or, you know, getaway jobs by night. Um, As time goes on, he starts to grow a little fond of his neighbor, uh, Irene, played by Carrie Mulligan, and um, her young son, Benicio. Um, The baby's dad is in prison at the time, but uh, he he, he, he grows fond of them. He grows close to them a little bit. You know, fast forward to when um, Standard um the uh the baby's dad plays played by uh early oscar isaac which released.
0: I, I just kind of want to cut you off here for a moment i love the names in this movie first off right. you have unnamed driver you have standard the father you you have shannon who is uh brian cranston's character uh who plays the father figure for the driver more or his less his name is shannon yeah, it, yeah yeah his name is shannon uh and then the other characters that you haven't got into just all the names are just insane in this movie
1: they are insane um this is an insane movie uh so basically standard gets out of prison and you know um you know driver at first kind of keeps his distance because you know he's home and he doesn't want to impede on that but uh him and driver kind of gain kind of like a little unlikely partnership if you will where um he tells driver like look man i just got out of prison i need money and need to take care of my family and then drivers well, no, he, driver runs in and finds walks in and finds standard beat up and he tries to help standard to help out irene and their son because he he wants to help so he helps standard with a, uh, a heist um long story short the heist goes bad and uh that's when the uh the stakes are really raised this film has so many unusual things happening for it. First of all, if I could if I could tell you the tone of what this film is, I'd say it's uh great chase scene, 80s music cue, extreme violence, silence, uh 80s month 80s uh music cue, extreme violence, silence, tender emotional scene. And like that's that's kind of like the beats of the movie. Like it's You it's, forgot about
0: whisper shouting. What do you mean uh there's a couple of scenes where Ryan Gosling is like whisper shouting you know different things uh like when he's talking to the one girl in the hotel <laughs> uh when he's talking to Irene after everything's gone down uh right. even one of the scenes between the two uh like mob kind of bosses uh mm-hmm. they they kind of whisper shout a little bit too, yeah you know?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you something about Nicholas Whiting Refn, who directed this. He's a very unusual type of director. Anything you would expect to go normal, like anything you would consider normal in a thriller, he makes it very unique and unusual. Yeah. And you either love it or hate it. Um, I love it because I just think this movie just has so much 80s panache style to it that you you can't say this isn't a masterpiece. Even if you're if you're if you're turned off by the violence, I get it. Because it can get extreme at times. But I just feel like this movie is just done so well. But everybody's like cast. Some people are casted against type. You wouldn't expect. This is a new role for Ryan Gosling, yeah. in my eyes. Because, you know, you don't expect him to play the strong, silent type. You know, he's, he's very stoic in the role. You can read the emotion on his face. Uh, but he doesn't use much words with it. He's more show than tell in this film, which was really good for his, his acting career.
0: Yeah, because um, this was really where his uh, acting career kind of took a turn, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Albert Brooks plays a gangster of all people. Like Albert Brooks. You know what I'm saying? He does well.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody that was in this movie and cast, I I think all casting was done perfectly. Nothing feels out of place. None of the people feel like they were trying to get outside of some bubble that they were in. Uh, It Mm -hmm. feels like they were just put into the perfect places that they were meant to be in, and especially in the style of this movie, it just all fits. Uh, Even when you look at some of the casting and you go, that kind of feels a little off. It's like in this movie, it fits, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it does fit. Everything feels off. Even Christina Hendricks from Mad Men uh, it as one of the um, people that uh, Driver interrogates after the heist goes wrong. Uh, she feels miscasted in the beginning, but I'm like, you know what? That's that that was a good role for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, dude, was this your first
0: time seeing this? This was my first time seeing this one.
1: Oh no! So you're the real star here. What's what's your? What, 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 what is your response to all of this?
0: So my thoughts on this one, I, I absolutely love the kind of chase scenes and the car scenes and everything like that. Oh, that opening I, was great. The opening was just when this movie opened, my first thought was, oh, so this is going to be like Baby Driver. And no, not at all. Nah, not nah. in the slightest. The only similarity between those two movies is uh, driving cars. You the know, great the,
1: music cues.
0: And good music cues, yes. Uh, that, that's basically where the similarities between those two end. So I was wrong right off the bat when I started watching it. Because I didn't look up... I, I know you've talked about this movie a lot. And it's been on this list. And I was like, I'll wait I until it pops up it. on the list. I thought you've seen this before. I didn't know you never saw it. I've seen parts of it before. But I've mm. never actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Okay. So, like, I knew of the scene for the hotel where... Uh, Her her head gets blown off and everything like that. Like, I've seen the clips of that. Uh, I also saw the clips of them talking in... uh, When they're, like, talking about the plan uh, with the two gangsters. And they killed one dude with, you know, the butter knife and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, those scenes I had seen already. Uh,
1: That's such a ridiculous scene.
0: It is. (laughs) But, yeah, it's... This movie is... It is that it's a bunch of ridiculous scenes coming together to make a full story. That's really good. Uh, It is. It's the entire time you're basically glued to the screen because you're just going, what is going to happen next? Because you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden the father figure comes back in. And you're like, okay, so this is going to be them competing. And then, no, it's not going to be them competing. He's going to help him. Okay. And then they're going to do that. And then they're going to become buds. Oh, nope, he's dead now. Okay, so now they're going away. Okay, now there's another car chase. And it just kept ramping up. And you're just going, I'm not following. You're, I'm following what's going on. But I have no idea where this is going.
1: Yeah. I, uh, this is a movie where you kind of got to be on its wavelength uh because yeah it it can be unpredictable in this plot it's simple simple but not so simple because you would expect them to start competing but they don't compete he tries to help them and then the you know the 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 you know the the father dies um dude the sound design in this film is great like the i don't know how it is with your like with your like big screen setup but like when i saw this in theaters for the first time when uh, oscar isaac character got shot that gunshot was loud
0: I can say the sound mixing on the... So, I watched this one through a streaming service called Tubi, which is free. Okay. So, if you're looking to see this movie, uh, it is free streaming on Tubi right now. Uh, Go check it out. Absolutely recommend it. Uh, But the sound mixing on that one, I'm going to guess is a little bit worse than it was if I were to pop in like a Blu-ray or have seen it in a theater. Because there's... On my uh, setup, I can actually change like the volume of the different speakers and the different channels and everything like that. Um, this is the first movie where I had to turn the audio for like the speaking, like the middle uh, channel, all the way to the... Top, so I could actually hear what people were saying without blasting out my eardrums whenever Chase or something else was going on or reaching for the remote and just turning the volume down to, like, negative three just so I didn't kill myself in, like, <laughs> how loud the I, movie got.
1: I think that might be a Tubi thing, to be honest.
0: Um, I, I think so, too. I, I have a hard time believing that this, it was a mix like that originally because otherwise I feel like everybody would come out of the theater and talking like the what was the movie interstellar where they were like, I have no idea what anybody was saying in that.
1: Yeah. What uh, What was I going to say? It showed it un- Tubi shows the film uncensored, right? It just has ads, right?
0: Yeah. It just had ads on it. Okay. okay. So it still had all like the uh, death and everything like that. Like some of those deaths are just, uh, I can say if this movie was censored in any way, <laughs> I I, say- I'd hate to see the uncensored version.
1: All I'm going to say two words, man. Elevator scene.
0: Oh god.
1: Dude, yeah. listen to me. It, it does listen, it take away the fact that that scene is implausible in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Um I just love the way I just love the way it builds up. Like it builds up from a tender moment, a tender passionate kiss between driver and um Irene to straight up, you know, uh hitting my mans and then just stomping his head in. And I'm like, you just sitting there like, what? What just happened?
0: Yeah. And well, I like, love the expression on her face, too. And she's just watching and going, what is going? What is happening? Where are we? <laughs> like,
1: right. And you tell the look on his face where he's like, he feels ashamed that she had to see that side of him. Um, Yeah, man, this is just a very sensory type of film, dude. It, it You really either love it or you don't. Because I could, te- I could tell how it turned some people off. Like, I remember I saw this for a second time at MSU where they were showing it for free on, on, on like a free movie weekend or something like that. And people were just looking at it like, dude, what kind of movie is this? Like, mm-hmm. is, this, is this a violent romance drama? Is this supposed to be a thriller? Like, y- y- you got to hear the stories. When this, was in, when this was in theaters, people would ask for refunds because they thought this was a, like a Fast and Furious type of movie. They would be like, what type of junk was that? Oh, There yeah. was barely any driving. It's called drive. <laughs> you know, like people were mad, dude.
0: Oh, I can believe it. Uh, because this is one that I think it would be hard to market properly.
1: Yeah, they advertised it like it was Fast and Furious. That was their mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things with. Because uh, this came out in 2011. This was in that era between like 2008 and 2012 where nobody knew how to market movies like just look at the trailers for any movie that came out in that time frame and you'll be like no that's that's not the movie that i saw <laughs>
1: Yeah, trailers are a mixed bag in general. I tell you, I try to avoid them. If I really want to see the film, I try not to watch the trailer because it might show you all the best parts in the trailer.
0: I I think that was like a trend started, I want to say like around 2016, maybe even like late 2015, where it Mm -hmm. became like, we got to show like the big moments of the movie in the trailer now. You know, we can't leave anything as a surprise. We got to show the best parts so you know that it's worth coming to
1: right i got you i got you but yeah man when i really talk about drive man uh you want to talk about character dramas uh driver is really a great he's a he's a great character because through ryan goslin's performance you know it it, it's all through facial expressions like you could tell this is a lonely guy Mm -hmm. you can tell he's capable of violence he'd rather not go that way though he'd rather keep everything clean he keeps it up front with people on the phone he says listen I don't help you steal. I don't help you, uh, you know, uh, like, like, like. um, I don't, I don't help you um, uh, keep the uh, the people you're robbing um,
0: hostage. I don't take hostages. hostages. I don't use guns. I don't wait for you. I drive the car.
1: Right. That's all I do. I help you get from A to B, and that's it. And what, what, what a breeze it would be to have a job like that and keep it so clean cut. But obviously in that kind of business, things can go wrong. Yeah. You know, so you feel sorry for this guy. You want to know about his past. You want to know how Shannon is the only guy in his life that's like a father figure, where where his real parents, what went wrong for Driver to make him this detached and live this lonely life. You know, you care about this character. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And in, in the other characters in the film, you know, when Shannon dies, that's a very it's a very that's a very sad scene. You know, it, it it's violent because of the way Albert Brooks does it. I think he, like, cuts his wrist or something. Uh,
0: he cuts his arm. I think it was.
1: Oh, yeah, he cut his arm, like, horizontally. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: like vertically down. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, a very open wound.
1: Yeah, and I think he says something to him that kind of made me feel sad because he, cause Shannon is a guy uh, that's kind of down on his luck. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think at one point Albert Brooks says, "Shannon, you're always attracted to bad luck." You know, like you were never meant to come up in this world, and it's such a sad scene seeing him go out like that. Um, Ron Perlman was pretty cool. I didn't see much of him in this film, but I felt like for the for the scenes he had with Albert Brooks, he was a he was pretty cool in the movie.
0: He definitely he flo- he, kind of like flowed into the background of the movie he didn't like yeah. stand out uh, like normally when I see Ron Perlman in a movie he stands out in it in this movie he kind of was just there in the background which isn't a bad thing because his character was like a uh, he wasn't a part of a mob but he was kind of like a gangster of some kind so he was supposed to always be like that in the background in the shadows kind of character he wasn't supposed to be in the front uh, center of the movie, yeah,
1: I um I love the slow motion montage scene where my man has the stunt driver head on, and they're playing that opera song. I got it on oh, my yeah. phone, and he walks up to the the door while everybody's partying, and it, it's such a beautiful scene. But in the back of your mind, you're going, nobody sees him.
0: Yeah, you would think somebody, but at the same time, imagine you're in that situation. You see somebody come in with a test dummy face on, just walking through. You'd be like, I didn't see anything. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I have no clue.
1: You could be drunk and you'd be like, yeah, that's a part of my imagination. No one's right there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Even then, even if you were completely sober and you still saw that, you were like, that is none of my business. I want nothing to do with this. Uh, if anything, I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, I love the jump cuts in this film, like the little fake outs. Like there's little, there's a little subtle moments that I love. Like when you see him in a in an officer outfit early in the morning. When I first saw the film, I'm like, is he a cop? Don't tell mm. me he's a cop. And then it was revealed, like, oh no, he's on set. He's playing, like, he's being a he's, he's a he's,
0: stunt he's, driver. You he's know.
1: a stunt driver. I loved how the film revealed that because it was a real like. um it was a real good fake out.
0: Yeah, they did the same thing uh toward the end when uh he confronts the one I can't remember what his name was. Uh it, it, the mob boss at the end.
1: Albert Brooks' character?
0: Yeah. Bernie. Bernie, that's it. So when he confronts Bernie and it continually cuts, you know, to uh, him like opening the trunk to show the money and then back to them talking in the diner and it keeps cutting back and forth to that and you're just like you know, you see him get stabbed and then it cuts back to the diner and you're like, okay, so is this happening? Is this like a sequence like he's playing it out in his head what could happen or what's going to happen? And oh,
1: so yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, you kind of play around with that and then it shows that it that's what happened. They're just showing it a little bit sequenced out of order.
1: Yeah, I like that, though. I thought that was pretty good. This film has great directing. Like this film put Nicholas White and Refn on the map. It, it uh, showed Ryan Gosling as a layered actor now i think i think um is it lars and the real girl i think that movie did that but this movie just further showed the layers a little bit mm-hmm. um nicholas and reference is a wild director but i love him uh good and bad yeah i think as far as cinema goes when i saw this in the uh 2010s like this really changed how it looked at cinema because it just showed like you can really draw inspiration from everything mm-hmm. like when you look at pulp fiction that movie draws inspiration Tarantino drew inspiration from everything you know I kind of put drive on the same spectrum as that not the same kind of film but on the same spectrum as this film has an 80s vibe set in present day you know what I mean
0: right I I get what you're saying it's it they're not the same movie but they kind of have the same kind of you know uh, I want to say after effect of like inspiration
1: look I know this film is not for everybody um, and this is totally biased. Uh, five <laughs> out of five for me, man. I love Drive.
0: Uh, th- This one's like a 4.5 out of five for me. This is okay, a great movie. Good. It has great sequences. Uh, It keeps you on your toes the entire time. Uh, I love how it subverts your expectations of like different cliches and everything. So even when you think you know what's going on it completely subverts that and something else ends up being reality. So I love that. Uh, the editing was good. Cause I'm not normally big for like uh hyper cuts and everything like that, where it just goes back and forth, but it was done very well in this one. So gotcha. it's, and the performance by Ryan Gosling and everybody else is just, it, it's beautiful for a movie with character with the main character, not even having a name. Uh, th- that's impressive. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's worked in the past, but um it it you know, it takes a lot for that to work. You got to have all the right ingredients and this film just has it.
0: Yeah, this movie is definitely the inspiration for a lot of movies to come.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you finally watched it, man. Um now I'm going to hand off to baton to you for uh, one of the very very better Liam Neeson films, The Gray.
0: So yes the next movie on our list here is the gray starring liam neeson uh following a oil well he is a hunter on an oil rig that kind of mm-hmm. is there to protect people from the local wolf population and uh his name is otway 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 uh and he basically hates his life, you know, uh, his wife is dying His name is John. John Otway. John Otway. Everybody keeps yeah. saying Otway in the movie. I thought his name was just Otway.
1: Yeah, Otway's his last name.
0: Oh, okay. So I was wrong on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just going to keep saying Otway because that's how I know him, because that's what everybody calls him in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Otway uh, is a hunter uh his wife is going through some kind of illness i don't think it says what illness she's going through but it's kind of alluded to a little bit but he basically hates his life and everything like that he doesn't have anything to go back to but you know he's
1: i thought the illness was revealed at the end
0: was it revealed at the end i must have missed it. it
1: Because cause throughout the movie, they just show him cuddling his wife. You don't see any IVs or nothing, and then they show IVs at the end and stuff.
0: Yeah, but did they reveal, like, what the illness was? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I would say. I don't think they said what the actual illness she had was. Uh, mm-hmm. But from there, uh, he gets on a plane with a bunch of the other workers from the oil rig to go to – this is in Alaska – uh, to go to the local. I think they're going to Anchorage, if I recall correctly. And
1: uh, yeah, they're uh, they were Yeah, they were going somewhere.
0: Yeah, I, I want to say it was Anchorage because, or mm-hmm. I'm just putting that in my head because that's the only Alaskan kind of city that I know. Uh, but they're heading there, and on the way, it's a small charter plane. Uh, one of the engines goes up in smoke. Uh, it crash lands. And there's only a handful of survivors that, you know, make it through. And Mm -hmm. from there, this is basically where the movie really starts. Uh, Uh, They have very limited supplies. Uh, They basically are down to, I want to say, like six people or something at the start.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And their entire goal is to survive and make it... You know, back to the main city.
1: Let me tell you something, man. When you want to talk about a like a man movie, you know what I'm saying? Like a man movie that's just like straight up clear cut, no frills, just great action. And you know, you can have some dramatic gravitas in the film too. We'll get to that as 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 we're talking about character dramas here. But mm-hmm. if you, like like a straight up great man movie, dog, the gray is it. Yes. I mean, this movie is just is just just man action movie perfection to me.
0: I, I can agree with that. Uh, Liam Neeson, like you said, uh, this is not this is up there as one of Liam Neeson's best roles, but I don't think it's at the top of the list.
1: So, the, if you know Liam Neeson, you know this. There's two Liam Neesons. There's there's the drama Liam Neeson, and then there's the action Liam Neeson. Um, this was in the action phase. This this is in the present action phase of Liam Neeson's career granted this is 2011 we're in 2022 now and he's still doing them this is in that phase of his career but this is where he brought the dramatic liam to the table as well
0: yeah i was gonna say i would put this more as a drama kind of role for him uh because he basically takes the leadership role of this group as they try and survive like he knows the tundra a little bit he knows survival skills And, uh, first off, one of their biggest enemies is a pack of wolves that are starting to hunt. Well, not even hunt them, just kill them off because they're in their territory. So the movie starts with them kind of realizing the wolves are there. Uh, they try and kind of fend them off and they think they won until they come back and end up killing one of their people. And they realize that the wolves aren't there for hunting. You know they're just there to kill because they didn't take the body, they didn't take you know anything. They literally just killed him and left, and left the body there, completely trampled. You know, blood everywhere, just as a sign of you know, it we're gonna kill you kind of thing. And yeah. it, being that he's there, literally to hunt wolves to protect people from the oil rig, he kind of already knows their patterns. He knows how they act, that he knows how they'll react. So, uh, from there, they decide that they should go to the forest that they can kind of see in the distance, because mm-hmm. at that point they'll actually have some shelter. They'll have more maneuverability because right now they're in the middle of just a very open, like snow field with some plane wreckage, you know, that's their only cover right now. And even then it, they get backed into that, and they're gonna die. You know, there's not much yeah. for them there. There's they're running out of food, they're running out of supplies, everything like that already because they didn't. It wasn't a large plane; it was just a small charter plane.
1: Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, man, the way this film now this is where directing is key. When you're talking about character dramas, directing is key when trying to bring out a person's character. Now, Liam Neeson, we already know he has the acting goods. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's the way the film portrays his character as like like Driver, a loner. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, he hates his life. Even though Driver didn't really hate his life, you know, um, like like John hates his life, and he just he he accepts the hell that he's within. Like you can see when he's in the bar, and everything feels a little quiet, right? Like Liam Neeson's walking around, he's taking a drink, and then everything feels quiet until someone. The sound automatically comes back when someone wrestles on top of the table he's on or the table that's near him and all the you can hear all the ruckus around him. It's a loud bar. But up until that point, you didn't hear the loudness. You just you just heard and walked with Liam Neeson, this very lonely man in a crowded place. Yeah. Yeah, man. So when you talk about survival, this is a guy who who was built for this. He was built for this situation i like how they build his character up a little bit through little flashbacks of his wife we don't quite yet know at that point what happened to her but we know she's not with him and we know something went wrong um the plane crash was done well with the little like i know you don't like hyper shots but i like the hyper editing of like when it like it like i think it flickers in and out when the the plane starts crashing
0: yeah this is one of those times where it just didn't work for me uh, mm. cause I, I, really just don't like that hypercutting and it just, it, it got to that annoying point for me in this movie. I will say that.
1: I got you. Now I like how this film brings up, uh, man versus nature because yeah, you're in the wolves territory and yes, they're not, they're not, um, they're not just hunting them for sport. They're, they're hunting to kill. And I like how it brings out the worst in some of these men. Like, the best scene is the bonfire scene, which I think is great writing. You know, they're, they're glad that they got a win, right? They got, they got one of the wolves. And uh, Oh,
0: yeah, he, that's when uh, it was Diaz. Right. Who's the only Diaz. other character I remember the name of.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he goes over the top, cuts off the wolf's head, and dangles in front of the wolves, which they know are waiting up top in the, in the, in the, um, in the woods. And, like, like, kind of, like, um, taunts them, like, yeah, we got her or, yeah, we got the wolf. And you can see the look on Liam Neeson and everybody's faces, like, man, I mean, I wouldn't even done that. Like, you, you shouldn't taunt the wolves like that. Like, it, it makes us look like we're the monsters.
0: Yeah. Well, I love how, like, everybody's like, dude, just stop. And L- Liam Neeson's character is just like, let him have this. Because the wolf literally, like, punctured his arm and stuff like that. Like, his, right. his arm was more or less useless for the rest of the movie after this happened mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, he managed to kill this wolf with the help of everybody else as well uh, after it had purely attacked him. So he, he got this win. And, uh, even Liam Neeson's character, uh, Oddway is like, no, 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 let, let him have this. This is, he, he, he earned this, you know, I don't agree with it, but he earned this.
1: But didn't he say that like before he kind of went over the top with it?
0: He did Uh, say it before he went over the top with it. It was when he was like cutting the head off and everybody was like, oh, you can hear the bones. And uh, I will say this is where the sound design definitely. So whenever the wolves, were involved the sound design was just at top notch just perfect in making you feel uncomfortable with the bone crackling and mm-hmm. you could hear like as uh, the jaws clenched and the blood gushing and just it to the point that it like would give you shivers down your spine a little bit of like oh i don't like that noise that's not a good noise
1: oh yeah joe Carnahan. yeah he he, he did his thing on this one um you know i um I want to say, like, uh, you know, we talk about sound effects. I like, I like the subtle moments that this film has too. Like, there's a moment where Dermot Moroney character dies. I think he's the second to last person to die, um, and he falls down from a tree, and you know, he has a vision of his like of his daughter, like her hair, like you know, swishing and swaying in his face, and he has like that moment of calm before you know, you immediately cut to wolves just like tearing him apart, just yeah. eating him. I was like, man, that is straight savage, but I love that though.
0: He was the fourth from Last to Die.
1: Oh, he was the fourth?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, because that was when it was down to four of them, and he died, fell out of the tree, and then it was Diaz, Outway, and that one other dude. Uh, Because the other dude died from drowning. Because uh, Diaz kind of just gave up. He which I love that scene when Diaz kind of was giving up. He was like, don't, don't fight me. Don't use your energy. Just, just keep going. I'm, I'm a dead man. I'm not, what do I have to go back to that oil rig at a job that I hate for a life that I don't want, you know, right now I can see this and they're looking at this beautiful landscape with the mountains and everything. He's like, this was made for me. I'm okay with this. And I love how it didn't show his actual death. We heard like the wolves growling and then it cuts to Otway and in the last person kind of going away. Mm-hmm. And it, for him being like the asshole of the film from the very beginning, uh, he definitely got like the best kind of send away for his death. And it was, I love that part. I thought that yeah. was great because it was in character for him. It worked for him. You know, he got to keep his stubbornness and everything like that, and he was just like, "I'm not arguing with you. Just keep going. That this is my end right here. I chose this." Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: man, that final battle, man. Uh, I gotta say, man, that's just that's one of the that's one of the best mic drops in action in action film history to me. Now I know you call this a drama. I would say it's more action drama. But I understand when you when you come for well, this is a character drama episode. Uh, so I,
0: I would say that Liam Neeson's character is more of a drama character than an action character.
1: Right. He, I think he's a, I think he's a dramatic character in an action film.
0: Yes, that that's what I would say. This is definitely an action film. But I think when it comes to Liam Neeson's character, this is more on the dramatic side of his like acting than his action side of acting.
1: Right. Because when I remember, um, I i I'd, uh, I'd heard that initially bradley cooper was supposed to be in this movie and you know this is 2011 so it's not bradley cooper we have now mm-hmm. um i think if that were to happen it would be like a regular good but regular action film but i think liam neeson i'm glad they kind of went with him in the end because what he brought to this like he he eleva- he elevates the film
0: oh yeah yeah i think that you know That said, I think if Bradley Cooper took over the position, I think the movie still would have done great because the directing, the writing, everything was on par for this. It's not just Liam Neeson holding up this entire movie, but his acting does bring the character of Oddway to a new level.
1: Bradley Cooper now casted in this, I believe you would get the same results you get with Liam. Bradley Cooper then acted in this, eh, I don't know.
0: That would have been a different kind of movie, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, man, that final standoff, man, when he re- recites that poem that I think his father wrote for him, dude, and you just you just see him and the wolf go at each other and it ends well,
0: it, better yet. The whole setup for it is it's cutting back and forth between him, like thinking about his wife and everything like that. And then right. he's like taping the bottles in between his uh, knuckles and stuff like that. And then you mm. see him taping the knife and then you see him just crash the bottles against a rock. So they're actual like uh, sharp and everything like that, like broken bottles. And then, you just hear him go at it in the wolf and it cuts to black and it's just like oh that's that's a perfect ending right there mm-hmm.
1: yeah man it's perfect acting now here we go again another film where i first saw it i didn't know about an end credit i didn't know about an end credit to this film until like a year later after i saw it
0: really you yes. you and end credit scenes man <laughs> Man,
1: listen, man, I remember I was talking with somebody, um, I don't know if this was in college or post-college, I was like, man, I love The Grey, that's one of my favorite Liam Neeson films, he said, yeah, dude, especially that end credit scene, I said, yeah, when they charge at each other, he's like, yeah, that too, and when they're both on the ground, I'm like, no, they didn't show that, he said, yeah, they did, it was after the credits, So said, you gotta be shitting me, <laughs> dude, I went home, I put in The Grey on the Blu-ray, I said, son of a bitch, that was an end credit scene.
0: Oh, man.
1: I've gotten better, man. I, I've uh, I've done my research with certain films. Are you sure? Yeah, I've gotten better. Uh,
0: I feel so, like you're now just like going to every movie, and you're just like, no, no, no. I don't care if the the projector is stopped. We are waiting five more minutes just in case.
1: Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you how I got gamed, right? Uh, Licorice Pizza somebody went online and said, yeah, Licorice Pizza has six post-credit scenes. I said, all right, dope. So I sat through the post, I sat through the credits, and, uh, you know, the cleaning people started to come in, and they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them, and the credits start to end, and I'm like, well, where's the six scenes? That's when I figured I got trolled. <laughs> oh, that is great. I, I couldn't walk out mad. I was happy that I saw a good movie, but I, I kind of walked out like, well played, Internet.
0: Well played. <laughs> Good ge- Slow clap. You deserve it. <laughs>
1: right. I, I stayed there saying, man, I wonder how Paul Thomas Anderson is going to show six scenes.
0: <laughs> is he going to do like a James Gunn thing at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's just going to be a weird bunch of cutaway?
1: <laughs> it wasn't even that, man.
0: But um, oh, I know there was nothing at the <laughs> end of that.
1: You think he's still alive?
0: Uh, no, not at all. Hmm. Because let's assume that he survived and the alpha was killed.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, eventually he's gone. Like, th- yeah. There's
0: a bunch of wolves there.
1: I thought they all died.
0: He was the only one left, right? The alpha. No, they they showed a bunch of wolves surrounding him still. Oh. He just went God. after the alpha. I got you. I got you. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you're possibly right.
0: So Uh, no matter what, he was going into that when he realized that he was going to die, but he was going to die fighting, which is the opposite of how he felt at the beginning of the movie where he just wanted his life to end. Yeah,
1: Um, I get this, man. I get this a 4.5, man. I'm almost at a 5. I think this is a few we watches from a 5, but 4.5 for me.
0: Uh, This one's a 4 out of 5 for me uh okay like i said the hyper cutting on this one just got to that point of annoying to me and it just got a little bothersome uh i i do love the kind of fear of the wolves at all times kind of thing it was nice but some of those like it it got a little bit formulaic where you would get to a close-up of one of the people and you're like oh there's gonna be a wolf kill here and boom, there's a wolf kill. So yeah. it got to the point where it was no longer a surprise when it was happening. It just it kind of laid it out whenever it was going to happen, which it, it, it was good for some moments. And other moments, it kind of took away that punch because you knew it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think even being a formulaic movie, I still think it's it, it did formula good.
0: It did. That's why it deserves a four out of five to me. I think that's where this one falls, and I think it it deserves that one wholeheartedly. So I guess it goes without saying we're both in agreement that uh, Drive wins out. Yeah, Drive wins out on this one. Uh, I I think it was kind of unfair putting The Grey up against Drive, but, you know, you wanted your movie to win, so you put it up against anything else.
1: (laughs) No, man, I actually thought that would be a good matchup. It was a good matchup. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Oh, you're
0: just, I'm messing you're just with
1: taking you. the piss out of me. All right, I got <laughs> you. Cuz I was like, "Hold up, I think that's a good matchup."
0: Yeah. I I think this is a fair matchup. Uh next one I suggest is Shaun of the Dead versus The Room. Uh cuz I think that that's a pretty fair matchup as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Shaun of the Dead versus Jiu-Jitsu 2.
0: Oh, there you go. Shaun. That's the that's the dead. No, the we'll Jiu-Jitsu just do Jiu-Jitsu. another Jiu-Jitsu episode. Shaun of the Dead versus Jitsu. <laughs>
1: right right uh man all right folks well um i hope you're ready and i hope you're geared up for the next one because uh this is pretty big for the double feature team we're uh going to sundance
0: yes um with sundance going online it makes it a lot easier for us to jump into this one so we are taking full advantage of that and absolutely going to be checking out a couple movies uh we actually have two movies that or do we have one movie that overlaps or two
1: I think we have two because um you're seeing you're gonna try to see eight ninety two but you're seeing after Yang right?
0: Yes, I am seeing after Yang for sure, and then yep. there is eight ninety two and then I'm gonna be seeing, uh, documentary and uh, babysitter. I'm trying to remember what the name of the documentary is. I think it's I'll see you in the bathroom or I'll see you in the back room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's uh about the early years of like MTV kind of stuff.
1: I gotta be honest, man. I'm
0: going all in. I'm I'm seeing nine. Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> Listen, man. I tell people, dude, this is a once in a pandemic opportunity. That's true. I, I'm taking full advantage of this online Sundance festival. Even my wife was looking at me like, "Hey, you going you gonna you gonna you're that you're that you're in that deep? How much did this cost?"
0: I'm like, "It's fine. It's fine."
1: <laughs> it's I'll online, so
0: it's free this year. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: No, nah, we good. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going deep, man. Um, I got I got the schedule all planned out, so it should be good. But uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. I know this happened. I know they were doing I know they did a hybrid. I think it was totally online earlier in the pandemic when they had uh the Sundance last year in 2021. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I got to tell myself, like I tell people how like, I, how many times can you say, yo, I attended Sundance online? Because right. Usually you got to travel all the way to Utah.
0: Right. And who wants to do that?
1: Nobody. Yeah. Especially in the cold. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure the middle mountains
0: of look January beautiful. in Utah. What what the what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> all right. What are you going to do? I'm sure the mountains look beautiful, but come on, man. Being in the comfort of your own home watching new movies that probably won't be released for at least 6 months.
0: Yeah. I will New- say the one disappointment I have is they cut the one movie that I was most excited for.
1: Oh, yeah. Final Cut. The
0: final Cut got uh, removed from Sundance after it went fully online. Because originally, when it was the hybrid, it was going to yeah. be showing. And it was going to also have the online showings. But when it went to full online, that one got pulled out. So that that one's a sad thing for me. But
1: I'm 90% sure the director wants people to see that in theaters. That's why they did that.
0: Yeah, which I can understand. I mean, yeah, w- yeah. when that one comes out in theaters, I guarantee I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, I might, I might see it too. There's a lot of films that I, I'm, I'm not seeing at Sundance that uh, I figure like, okay, when that comes out, I'm gonna make a note of this film just so I won't forget it when it comes to theaters. Like uh, this movie looks interesting, I'll make a note to go see this. Yep. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, um, that's been another episode of Double Feature Versus. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Uh, Have a great one.